everyone, welcome to another episode of Trick Talks. My name is Barbara Lally, and today we are going to talk with Sarah. So Sarah, how are you today? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Do you um, want to get started? Sure, perfect. Okay. All right, so tell us a little bit a little bit about you and your trichotillomania. So I have trick everywhere, obviously. <laughs> um, I've had it probably since I was about eight years old. Um, I started with my eyebrows at eight and proceeded to my eyelashes a little bit later on. Um, my scalp, I had a little flare up when I was younger, but nothing too crazy. But then when I hit about 13, 14 years old is when it really started coming at me full effect. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that, you know, you have made videos, um, you know, on TikTok and things like spreading awareness. And one of the things you um, have made videos about is the idea of like your relationship with tweezers. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? Um, so tweezers are probably the worst thing for me. <laughs> um, not this short, but give it two days and I could even pull that with tweezers. Um, I tried to avoid, I don't, sometimes I just lose them. So I won't have tweezers for a while just because I really can't find any and I will find some and I will just go to town anywhere. Um, it used to cause me a lot more anxiety when I couldn't find them and I felt like I needed them. So that mm -hmm. was kind of hard because I didn't want to pull, but I also felt like I needed to pull in order to feel better. Mm -hmm. um, not as bad anymore, but still, you know, still one of my downfalls is those tweezers. Mm -hmm. I feel like I need them. Like some people will hide them or like they won't have them in the house. I think like you just said, uh, there's anxiety there. Like if they're not yeah. around, if I don't know where they are, I'm like losing it and throwing things like, where are the, I'm trying to find them. Even if I don't use them, I want to look at them and see them there. Um, but yeah, I, I find that sometimes, I'll tell me if you relate to this, sometimes if some, if a hair is kind of sticking out all funny, I can get that with the tweezers and it kind of satisfies me. Like I don't have to go much farther. Have you felt that way? Yes, definitely. Where I will have one or two hairs that are just not right. And I can just pull those two and then I can go a couple days still without pulling and be just fine. Um, but I am tend to be a binge puller as well, where I can go a week without pulling and then I can pull half my head of hair in a day. So mm -hmm. now uh, let's let me bring it back a little bit. When you first started, did you have an idea of what trigotillomania was? How did you learn about it? So I didn't know what I was doing. I knew I, I had severe OCD, still do. I, it's managed now, but since birth, like for as early as I can remember, my mother actually has trichotillomania as well. Um, so when they noticed me pulling, my parents actually kind of sat me down and talked to me and let me know what I was doing. Because I, I knew it, I had a sensation that it was somewhat similar to my OCD because I would have that same feeling of anxiety and stress. Um, and then once they explained it to me, I then knew what it was and they knew right away. So there was no question of what I was doing. Mm. So when you were growing up, did you notice, like, did you notice your mom's behavior? Was it something that she maybe kept away from you or how was that? Never knew, mm. never knew that she pulled her hair to this day. If you looked at her, you would not have any idea she was a, a puller. Um, I guess I shouldn't say that my brother's fiance did notice, but I think that's because she knew I had this. So when hmm. she met my mother, she could kind of see her eyelashes and know that there's a similarity there. But hmm. for the most part, you wouldn't know. 
Wow. And so did you feel a sense of relief knowing someone kind of went through this before me? I felt not alone. So I never had that sensation of feeling alone like most people do. I mean, you still do with school and kids and teenagers and people not knowing what it is. But at least in my home life, I am very grateful I always had my mother. So um, it was it was nice having that. Yeah. Wow. And so, yeah, that's wonderful because, yeah, I feel like with myself and with other people that I've spoken to, I have had people mention mom has had it and they had that nice understanding. Um, for others, it's like thrown into the medical field. What are you doing? And we're like, I don't know. You don't know. Either. You know, like you know, we're, we're all trying to figure it out. Um, did you still find that you wanted to like speak to someone about it or go to like, yes. okay, can you tell us a little bit? About I was that? already in. Um, so I, again, I have very severe OCD. Um, so I was already on medication actually when I started pulling um, for OCD treatment. And then I was also in therapy, um, just for other purposes as well. So um, we ended up switching through therapists after therapists, trying to find one more helpful with trick. Mm-hmm. I would say out of dozens of different types of people, even I only found one that really truly understood and helped me and got me through a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember one of your videos that I watched, um, you had mentioned being on medication for your OCD and how it helped that, but the underlying message was like, no matter what, like this trick is still very persistent. It's not when people say, you know, just stop or oh, do this and it'll stop. Mm-hmm. Even though you're, you're a medicine for a certain, you know, anxiety, it's still persistent. Tell us, you know, about that. I was, so I started pulling on medicine. Um, sometimes I, Again, this is never a medical diagnosis or anything with a doctor that we discussed, but I kind of felt it supplemented. So my OCD reduced and then all of a sudden my trick started pulling. I started pulling. Now I know trichotillomania was already kind of in my family. Um, Besides my mother, my great grandmother also had trick. So there's a line of them (laughs) in my family. Um, But I've tried different types of medications. I've done the NAC supplements. I've rubber bands, all sorts of different types of things. Um, (laughs) So even with medication, I was still pulling, even with doctors, I was still pulling. And my parents even took me to hypnotists and all sorts of different kind of behavioralists, just trying to find, you know, some help. And mostly it was because that's what I wanted. I wanted to stop pulling. I didn't want to be the freak in my school or I didn't want to have mm-hmm. to constantly hide things. Um, so they did it for me, not necessarily them just saying like, Hey, you're, you're doing something wrong. You need help. So, mm-hmm. which is. No, I've always been interested. I've heard of hypnotists. That was something that my parents and I sat down and were like, do we do this? Can, are, do you want to share a little bit about that? I'm interested in, were you, did you feel hypnotized? Like I, I just am really naive about it. I don't know anything. I mostly, so I actually did that in high school. So I do have more vivid memories of that. Um, It was more relaxing, (laughs) if anything. Um, So they kind of just like calmed you down, kind of like if you're meditating, just really kind of relieve relieve everything out of your system. And they would try to like pinpoint certain memories. I really don't think it did anything or helped me. I have a very irrational fear of E.T., the movie and creature. and he seemed to like find that and focus on it so much that I almost feel like it made it worse. 
like my anxiety was like I didn't want to go I'm like he's gonna make me watch this the scary show I don't want to do this so we eventually end up stopping that and doing other types of therapy so Mm -hmm. I found when I was in and out of therapy a bunch you know there was always different techniques you talk about the rubber band um were there anything any techniques that you found that you liked and maybe have used multiple times um not necessarily in therapy but I have with my father so my dad was always the best supporter in a sense so he was the one that would push me the hardest which would sometimes be very frustrating and very upsetting um but I have stopped pulling three times since I've started my scalp and he was the one to help me through two of them. And it was mostly just like kind of habit work. Like we went online, we looked at like little triggers for certain habits, how long it takes to break a habit, what to do, how to hold yourself accountable, having a buddy with that. Um, So that's pretty much the only thing that actually ever helped me stop. Um, The therapist did help with other things like my anxiety and other issues going on. So Mm -hmm. I still went to them and they were still very helpful in that aspect. When I was growing up, a lot of it was like um, keeping a chart or like keeping track. Have you ever had, have you ever wanted to kind of like track your progress and see mm-hmm. how you're doing? And was that beneficial to you if you did? Um, in some cases, yeah. I think a lot of it actually has to do with my mental state at the time, how motivated I was, um, how determined I was. And it made a huge difference in my progress. And I would, I would either write it in a diary I even have like on my mirrors, like little dry erase markers. And I would just kind of write down day one, day two. Um, if I did pull one or two hairs, I would write down how many I did and then how many days between pullings I was doing. Cause I would still count that as a relapse, but I would still see it as progress if it was significantly less. So, mm-hmm. well, that's nice because I feel like, you know, when I think about progress monitoring, I'm thinking, all or nothing, you know, like you either do it or you don't, but having, cause you can celebrate only pulling one or two. I mean, we all know <laughs> one or two is in stop. No. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Not common. Yeah, right. So like that is successful. That yeah. is really nice that you were able to, you know, celebrate that too, with also progress. Mm-hmm. Um, is, has there been a time, um, since you started pulling where it's been extended you haven't pulled for you know months or even years? Um, so when I was sophomore year of high school, I stopped pulling for nine months. Um, when I was 19, I stopped pulling for 11 months. And then I was two weeks shy of one year when I was 23. So what? I was very disappointed in that one because it was so close to that year mark. And I never made it to a year. Well, I mean, hey, two weeks, less than 50 weeks of that. Yeah. Like, congratulations. That is huge. That is huge. Yeah. That is very huge. Do you have any, um, like, do you attribute that, like, anything to the success that you had for those 50 weeks? Um, again, just, it was, I was really mentally motivated. Um, I was doing well health-wise. I gained a lot of weight after high school. Um, so then I lost a bunch of weight. I was just kind of working on myself more. And um, I, I don't know, just, like, in a point in my life where I really wanted hair again. I was that determined that I was going to fight this disorder, that hair was more important than pulling. And it was hard. I don't really remember much about the stopping and how Mm -hmm. I I did that. Once I got to a certain point, though, it was like two or three weeks in, it was easy. And it was easy for months. 
but I remember the relapse day like it was yesterday. And I know exactly where I was till this date. I know exactly what hand I use and where I like I was driving on a specific cool. road and I it was like right here and it was a textured hair and mm. I told myself I wasn't gonna pull it and it almost just like fell out because it mm. was that crappy hair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it just it was from there. So I mean with and then I have a um Word. So I, I actually took a chart afterwards on how bad I did and how fast I relapsed. Um, and I actually had that on my Instagram way back in the day of a, a little little chart there of how fast I relapsed and how bad it got so quickly. Mm -hmm. I have two questions for you. I just don't want to forget them. So I'm going to ask them back to back. So then we will, uh, we'll have you answer in the pace that you wish. Um, the first one is, you know, you have a great positive attitude. How do you handle the relapse? Um, and then also my other question was, are there places that you find yourself wanting to pull more, like a triggering zone? So first let's talk about you and a positive attitude. And when you relapse, what do you do? So lately, with probably within the last two years, I've really found more acceptance with trick. Um, I don't get as distraught when I, when I, pull again. Um, and that really has actually helped me more with my anxiety and that kind of mental health stuff than the pulling itself, because it is a two way street. I mean, you pull, you get depressed, there's that shame again, you're disappointed, and then it's hard to get going again. And I was so tired of that feeling of complete disappointment every time I would relapse. I don't want to say I gave up. I, I want to truly call it more acceptance. I'm now okay when I do. Do I like it? No. Do I still try? Of course. But I'm okay when I don't. Because I kind of okayed myself with living like this the rest of the, my life. So I guess that's why I'm happier. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I can 100% like agree. I think my trick is uh, not at its worst necessarily, but I it's something that's in my life every single day now. But I'm like the happiest I've ever been. So I'm like, wait a minute. You know, there is... <laughs> No, to me, there's no correlation. Like you could still be really happy and have it. It doesn't matter. Like trick comes no matter what, you know? Um, Absolutely. But sorry, yeah, it just, the self-acceptance thing is huge. And then you're like, I do want to live like this. I mean, I don't, if there was a magic pill, oh yeah, everyone would take it. No one would suffer from anything ever. Um, but if you have to have it, and you may think you're going to have it forever, why not accept it and live your life? Anyway, next question. Are there any triggering zones Places you And I've actually met a person once at the eye doctor and she saw me and she actually asked if I had trick. And that was the first time ever someone asked me if I had trick. I was like, what? Um, turns out she just started pulling recently herself. She was younger, early twenties. And she was really worried about how distracted she was with pulling and driving. And I totally related to it. It's very scary. Sometimes I worry that I'm not paying attention and I'm pulling too much. And then the opposite, that's just kind of, I can be pulling or driving just fine and very focused on the road, but just subconsciously, I am just going to town. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The window placement, I know it like makes sense. Like the window, <laughs> like, it's perfect for the, your arc. It's, it's way too perfect. Um, and yeah, that's one of mine as well. It's, and I don't have a car anymore. I got rid of the car. I can walk to work. So I'm like, yes. But yeah, I noticed I was driving my boyfriend's car um, the other day. And yep. I haven't had a car for months. And I'm in the car one second. Here we are. Yep. 
Let's 100%. Yep. Have you tried, like, the like, sitting on the hand thing, which is also, like, dangerous for driving, but, like, trying to sit on one hand if you know you're, you're you know, being in that trance? I almost do that subconsciously now as well. And I think it's just from years and years of therapists of telling me to do that, that, I mean, I'm pretty sure at this interview at one point I was sitting on my hands for some reason, just because that's just what my body does. <laughs> so, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it is so true. Like, it can be very distracting. I've caught myself, you know, looking, because I, I like, you know, to look at the hair. I want to yeah. look at it, pull the root off. But like, I'm driving and I'm like, Pink, you know, what? I mean, both hands are off the wheel. Like, what are you, what are you, this is dangerous. Yep. I've had it. And I always have to look at the follicle and I have trichophagia as well. So I do, I don't eat the whole hair, but I will eat the root in most cases. So every single time it's like, I either have to put it on my hand, put it on my lip, pull it off, bite it off. I'm constantly focused on every hair I pull, even when I'm not paying attention to pulling, which is so weird, but Unless you have a trick, I guess you wouldn't understand. So you do get it. Yeah. But a lot of people out there don't. Yeah. I was, one time I was so surprised. I was in a study because um, they wanted to learn more about this disorder. They didn't really know. And so they had asked me, they're like, do you do the lip thing? And I'm like, do you know about the lip thing? Like you, I pull it and I'll run it across my lips. Yep. And I'm like, how do you know? Like that felt very personal. Like, yeah. You get me? Like, mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Every single hair, I just yep rub across my lips every time. Yep. Mm -hmm. And um, I liked that you mentioned you like stick it on things. Mm -hmm. I'm a sticker too. Like I'm, I'll stick them all in a row. Yep. I'll put a clump on a mirror, on the counter, (laughs) on my arm. I've had them just like a hairy arm, but it's hair from a different part of my body. Um, Mm -hmm. The weirdest thing I've done, um, which I have said either on TikTok or Instagram somewhere before. I've actually taken the roots and fried them with a straightener mm-hmm. and either played with them or eat them that way. Disgusting, disturbing, I know, but you know what? I'm at this point where I have no shame in this anymore and I am willing to tell people anything I have with it because a lot of people still hide things. So mm-hmm. now I wanna know, did it like sizzle? Like what did it yeah. sound? <gasps> it did. I'm like, it, it, it smells like you're like frying something. It's- I know it's bizarre, but this community is the only community that's going to understand this. I like am imagining in my head, if you, anyone around me smells burning hair, I may have tried that because that sounds interesting. I don't want to create bad habits, but you know, (laughs) I like to at least tell people. So if they have done something like that, they don't feel alone. So yeah, no. And I think, you know what, it's like, um, we've been in this game a long time. You know, we know, we know what's going on and, you know. (laughs) These are, I mean, that, the fact that the second you said that, I was like, ooh, like, it's just, we get it. We just have yep. it. It's us. Like, hey. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about your beautiful tattoo. Is that a permanent tattoo? I it's always not- use temporaries. I'm too scared. I want to get a, a real one so bad, but I'm so scared it's going to hurt. I have a couple real ones, but they're on my ribs and I, so bad i don't think i could do it again Um, like it looks do you have do you get the same one and like do it over or like that looks great i get a variety but i always do some kind of floral thing um i guess i either go with a hat i go with a wig 
and I'll go like this. But if I go like this, I always have a tattoo on my head. And I don't know if it's some kind of like security blanket or if it's some kind of like, I can't do my hair, so I'm going to do something. Um, but I, I just like it. I like the look. I, it makes me feel more comfortable going out there bald like this. So it's beautiful. I think it should be nice. I mean, I'm like, I, I want one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you and you have some on your ribs, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Some real ones. Yeah. You know how it feels. Yeah, it's painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit about um, maybe, so tell me when you first had shaved your head mm -hmm. and then your first time maybe like stepping out into the world like, hey, this is me. So I actually went out a couple times before shaving my head with nothing on my head. Mm -hmm. And what inspired me was actually I used to volunteer at conventions, um, like Walking Dead conventions, other kind of superhero conventions. My aunt worked for them. And one day I was working and there was a girl walking by and her hair looked exactly like mine. And she was walking with her boyfriend and she was spotted half bald here and here and her hair was down to her butt, but it was just the back and a little bit, you know, just it, like a trick head. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I saw her and I had to approach her. Like I had to ask, I had to approach her and she had trick and she just owned it like this is how my head is right now and I'm going and she looked like this total badass even though most people probably stared at her weird um her boyfriend was totally supportive and about a couple months afterwards I went out like that me and my boyfriend and we're just kind of like okay let's let's see how this goes and I felt good it felt good um but when I shaved my head it did take about a month and mm -hmm. I just I got ready I got dressed and the first place I went was a grocery store <laughs> because oh. it was just somewhere quiet and just me and there's not people focusing on you mm -hmm. um and I've been kind of doing it on and off ever since so yeah wow and you know it must I mean I I've done it in a in a sense of like bare eyelashes um mm -hmm. I have it pulled I pull from the back here um but I remember going out um without you know with bare eyelashes for kind of like the first time as an adult and I was like, whoa, this feels crazy. Like, this feels good crazy. Like, I'm like, wow, I, I'm myself now. Like, I can just be myself. And I, and I, you know, you mentioned that growing up, you know, with, you know, kids in school and everything. As an adult, it's, it was different for me because it wasn't like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it was like everyone minded their business and didn't say anything. So I was like, oh, I wish that was the case when I was younger, too. Yep. Yeah, in high school, I always put eyeliner on to hide the eyelashes. I didn't put eyebrows on and I look back and I don't know why I, I had bangs with my wig and I had glasses so it kind of hit it but it looks weird <laughs> but it was high school and that part was hard people would point out that I was wearing a wig or there was rumors um, I wore a hat for a period of time and I did have that pulled off in the lunchroom um, so those those are harder um, but yeah as an adult I, I think it was just because I had this close-knit group of friends, my work people, and my family, and they all knew I had it and were, they didn't care. So mm -hmm. I kind of stopped caring in a sense. So I would go to work with nothing on my head, just a bandana and no makeup. And I looked how I looked and no one knows any different. So that was just mm -hmm. me. <laughs> I love that. When, when did you start wanting to wear wigs? And then can you tell us um, you know, do you have favorite ones? Like, did you experiment with color? What, how did that go for you? Was it like exciting and fun or more like stressful? I, um, 
so it was in high school um, when the hat incident happened. So I wore a hat freshman year, most of my freshman year. And that's when people would say, like, why are you allowed to wear a hat? And we aren't. Mm -hmm. And people would always say, like, oh, something's wrong with you. Like, we know why you're wearing a hat. So when the hat incident happened, um, I talked to my parents about getting a wig because it was just getting too bad. Um, at first, we got a topper. And that was nice because it was real hair, so I can straighten it and do stuff. And that lasted a couple months, and it just progressed. And eventually, we got myself um, a banged wig, just because it was easy for a kid to put on. Mm -hmm. You know, just put it on. You didn't have to glue anything down. It stayed how it was. And I did that all through high school. I got the same exact wig every single time because I didn't want people to know. So I wanted to seem like this is how I look. This is my hair. No color changes. No one knows. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until I started working where I work now as an adult out of high school that I started taking the wig off again mm -hmm. and going out with just a hat on or a bandana or a medical scarf or something like that. So, um, yeah. And now I don't care. Now I almost like wearing different colored wigs because people probably know it's a wig and I'm okay with that. And if people know it's a wig because it's purple, they're not going to question like, Oh, is it a wig? Is it not? Why is she mm. wearing a wig? So if I just wear something that stands out, I don't know. That's just how I, I help myself, I guess, just so they know it's a wig and I don't have that self-conscious, like looking at it. I was wondering what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Had anyone ever asked you, about your trick besides the person in the eye doctor, like the eye appointment. Um, did anyone ever know what it was, like any of those kids or anyone that you just like saw out? Um, in middle school, when I kind of talked to the group of friends I had then, um, they were not the greatest group of friends, um, but one of those girls actually had trick. Um, so that was the first time me meeting someone outside of my family that had it. Uh, wasn't the best experience because again they weren't really nice people <laughs> mm -hmm. um but yeah so I did know it was out there and there were kids my age and people like me that had it so um and then actually probably my best experience in high school was my senior year I'm sitting in choir class and I see a kid walk in and she was wearing a wig and I knew it was wig because mm -hmm. I wear wigs mm -hmm. and after the class I approached her and I go hey I really like your hair and she goes oh thanks and then she complimented mine and I go yeah it's a wig and I just out flat said it to her because I knew it and she just kind of like dropped like minus two and I'm like I like I couldn't tell but I know because I wear them we bonded and she has alopecia but it was kind of a nice um finally had someone I can kind of relate to in high school which is cool yeah and it is so true like I remember I got bangs because I had pulled from the front mm -hmm. um and it was very noticeable and I wore headbands like really thick <laughs> ones and I had someone say, oh, we should pull her headband off. And I was like, hell no. Like, we can't. We're, Mom, like, let's go cut this hair. So, you know, she cut the bangs. And I remember it was like um, we were in, like, an auditorium setting, like, the middle school, all the middle school kids. And I look around, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's only one other person with bangs. Like, it's so – and I was like, you know, it was – I, I felt like I couldn't win and I was so hyper aware like one person in eighth grade and I'm in sixth grade so there's no one in seventh grade who has them you know it was like a whole mental thing yep and I saw her and I was I was relieved but I'm like oh you're not even in my grade we can't yeah so yeah can't be saying friends <laughs> yeah we I think a lot of people don't understand um 
because, you know, don't understand that not only are we little kids and we're trying to like blend in and not stand out, but also we're hyper aware of so many things that like being in a situation, even like an auditorium, you're just sitting there and you're like, wait a minute, look at this, look, 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 look. And are they looking at me this way? Can they tell? It just adds, you know, it's just honestly, as a child, it's, it's pretty, pretty hard. Yeah. It was that constant, like, who's looking at me? Who's noticing? Why are they looking at me? Can they tell I don't have eyelashes? Just that whole thing. And even with my wig, I'm like, is someone going to pull this off now? Like they, if they think it's a wig and they know it's going to come off, they might try to take it off. And it was a constant semi-fear through high school worrying about it. Actually, I had a, my friend in high school who didn't know about my trick. I hid it from her. Um, Her dog took off my wig because her dog was afraid of people wearing hats. And for some reason just knew it like sensed that there was something on my head and so we were at her house and she took off her wig and it was kind of nice. Then we were able to talk about it. And she okay. It. But yeah, I had that happen once. Mm-hmm. Oh, took my wig off. Oh, yeah. And, it, uh, but you said it went nice. So then you ended up sharing with her. How did that, how did that go? You said it, it was nice. Good. Yeah, it was nice. Um, I always had issues making friends in high school and I think it was just because constant insecurities. So sometimes I'd get too close to people and I'd run away or I would share too much too fast. And um, so I had like my three close friends. She was one of them. um, And she was the only one out of the three that didn't know about it. So when she finally knew, um, it was a relief. And we were friends a little bit after high school too. So yeah, it was nice. There was no judgment or anything. Mm -hmm. Has there ever been a time when you shared with someone and the response like wasn't kind? I don't think so. And I think that's just because of how I handle it, really. Um, just because I know people that have, plenty of people that have told me that they've talked to people and people are rude about it or mean about it. But I didn't really talk about it much until after high school with other people, even with anyone I dated. Um, it never interfered with my relationships. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that's just how I handled it. Like I was, I owned up to it. Like, this is what I do. This is something that you need to either be okay with or not be okay with. And if you're not okay with it, we either can't be friends or can't be dating. Um, You're not going to fix me. I may stop, but I may relapse. So they have to kind of know that beforehand. Um, But I've always kind of dated friends. Mm -hmm. So even with that step, step stone, I didn't have to worry about like meeting a stranger and having them accept me like that, like I did in high school with just regular friends. So, mm-hmm. now when did you when did you want to be open about this on social media? Um, I, I've always kind of been. So again, there's been some posts way back in the day, like 2012 and 13, that I kind of shared it and showed it, um, you know, stuff like that. But then it was just I when I downloaded TikTok, I that was the first thing I did. The first thing I did was like, hey, look at I'm bald. Like, I don't know. It was just, I don't, I really don't. I don't know why, but I guess maybe I was just trying to look for more people like me or see if I can relate to people or somehow help people. Um, and yeah, it was, it was nice. It was nice. So how, if there is a difference, I'm, I'm on TikTok a little bit. I'm not, I don't really post for like, the videos are hilarious. Like I will spend time on TikTok. I love TikTok. Um, but how is the like community relationship on TikTok? Does it differ from Instagram? Or are they both like really super supportive and nice? They've been for me at least both very supportive and nice. So they tend to be about the same um, mm. types of people. 
Um, only a few videos I've had have negative comments. And I literally look at it like, well, I'm on the wrong side of TikTok right now. Like that's, mm -hmm. and they're usually kids. And that's something kids are afraid of. They are afraid of things different. They don't know of it. And on social media, that's how they respond. So um, overall, it's been a very good experience. So I've been happy with it. Wow. I love that you mentioned that because I never thought about that. I um, I got a comment one time and it made me mad because I, I hadn't posted. Um, uh, there was a character on The Sopranos. It's, you know, this show. She mm -hmm. pulled her hair and I was making the video like, what do you think? Do you think she is trick? Like, obviously, I'm, she's pulling her hair. Out. I recorded it. I know. And someone commented like no picture, nothing like just comment. It was like, um, it's blatantly obvious. That's the point. I'm thinking like, I know. I recorded it, but I'm the one who put, but I was like, that hurt my feelings. I was like, oh my gosh, you think I don't know? Like, I don't know. It just really bothered me. I was like, I can't yep. be on Like, <laughs> I, I get more hurt with people that actually are from the community that make comments. So I've had a couple of those. Um, so that's kind of upsetting. So, I, and that's been more recent. Um, but again, it's not common. Most people are very supportive. I've met friends from TikTok and even Instagram that have trick from different states and different parts of the world. And like, it's really kind of cool in that sense. So I, I've been very grateful for it just with the relationships that I formed even. Wow. And that's so inspiring to the people that, you know, are maybe nervous about, you know, getting out there and posting like that you will be supported. Yeah. There might be some negative comments. There always is. People don't mind their business, but you can meet, I mean, you met people in real life. Like that's mm -hmm. so amazing. Wow. Yep. Look at that. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. I love the people that I've met through it. And I've even met people without trick that just, but they obviously know I have it. So like the second they have become friends or mutuals with me and we started talking, they know what I have and they know this is a part of me. Doesn't make me who I am. Maybe it does. It's kind of complicated, but <laughs> um, you know, now they're familiar with it. Um, I feel like it's getting more of the word out there on what trick is. So then they're friends. Um, even people with bigger platforms and they would know. Um, so it, it's kind of, I don't know, social media has been in my favor in that sense of really getting the word out there on what trick is and that you're not alone. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that. That's fantastic. And I, I find the same thing. A lot of people, um, you know, social media, you waste your time and it's like, well, uh, no, like I found a whole community that like yeah. supports me and it's great. And I, um, you know, I grew up with like dial tone internet, you know, like, me too. I'm, yeah, I'm like 30. So I didn't I, have I'm 31. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So, so, you know, like we really didn't grow up with a social media until what, like MySpace and like that yeah. was like hard to find people unless you knew them, you know, it wasn't the same. Like now you can search hashtag trickertelmania and there's your videos. There's people writing, you know, their story. Like it's just fantastic. Yep. Yeah. I found a, couple support groups on Facebook um, when Facebook was kind of new even. Um, so that was nice. And then, yeah, once other platforms came about, it is nice now. On one hand, though, I got to say, I'm kind of glad I didn't go through social media in high school and middle school. Like that, I, I can't imagine what that's like for these kids nowadays. So. <laughs> no. Yeah. We, like, you know, getting on Facebook and pretending to be college kids to get it, like that was like, <laughs> the fun part not like I yeah I would I don't know what I'd be like on social yeah. media <laughs> yeah I'm glad for that I, uh, I'm glad for that for sure um 
So if there is, I don't know if there is, this is just a, a question I like to ask. Is there anything about your journey that you would change? Um, not necessarily. Uh, maybe come clean in a sense about it sooner to a lot of people. Um, I want to say I'd love to have been that person in high school, but I also know it's high school kids. So I probably did it the right way in a sense. Um, maybe shave my head sooner. So I shaved my head a year ago because of TikTok and I was always so against it. I didn't see the point and I kind of love it. I've had ups and downs, but ultimately I'm very grateful for the decision that I've made. So yeah. wow. wait, tell me a little bit about, you said you got, you got the idea from TikTok. Like tell us a little bit more. I constantly would have people making comments, just shave your head, just shave your head and wear a wig. I'm like, well, if I shave my head, I'm not wearing a wig. Like I was so confused by that. Like mm. I can wear a wig with hair. What are you talking about? <laughs> so after enough of those comments, I was kind of like, my sister and my dad always told me to shave my head for decades. So I kind of made a goal of when I hit 100,000 followers, I was going to shave my head. Mm. And I was scared beyond belief. I was so nervous. I didn't want to do it. And then finally, like one day I was getting close to a hundred and I was like, I'm actually okay with this. I'm going to do this. This is what's finally making me shave my head. And I had my brother's fiance shave it for me live on TikTok, And I loved it. I loved how I looked. I loved how it felt. Um, it was amazing how long I went without pulling my scalp because I was doing it every day. So now I do it when it grows in. <laughs> Yeah. So I have time of relief because there are times pulling becomes overwhelming where it's exhausting. You can't stop. My jaw tightens. And it's not that I'm depressed or sad that I've pulled and I look a certain way because now I'm just bald. It's more that I'm just, I've wasted so much time and energy and my jaw hurts from clenching my jaw the whole time I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I don't do it as much anymore. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. wow that's awesome yeah I um I have asked people before who have shaved their head um you know how did it feel and they felt you know a sense of freedom like I'm this hair is not going to control me mm -hmm. I'm I'm kind of now in charge like you know I might pull from other areas but at mm -hmm. least from my scalp like hey I can control this and I feel really like powerful and and, and good about it yeah I feel very powerful some days just even being a bald woman um, mm -hmm. I think I did it at a very good time. I'm very grateful um, that it's kind of a thing in a sense. I know a lot of women shaved their heads during the pandemic just to shave their heads. And I wasn't sticking out like a sore thumb because of it. One of my best friends shaved her head, didn't even tell me. I saw it on Facebook like, or Instagram two days later. I'm like, dude, and just because <laughs> she wanted to. And we were kind of bald partners in crimes for <laughs> a little while. Um, and yeah, it, it was a good time for me to do it. So mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's great. It is what? a lot of work though, because you do have to keep shaving. So <laughs> now do you use like you you'll use like um like a razor, not like a uh electric shaver? Um so the first few months I was doing it, I used like a electric shaver, I'd plug it in and do that. I wouldn't get a nice clean shave. Mm -hmm. Um but it, you couldn't really tell from afar. Um, for Christmas, I actually got my first waterproof, like, men's hair buzzer thing, and it gets it pretty close. Love it. Best thing I've ever gotten in my life, because it saves me so much time. 
and it's clean because it's in the shower where before you're cleaning up your sink and the floor and it was a pain. Um, but I have recently started using a razor afterwards and it lasts mm -hmm. longer and it's really soft. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but I was kind of nervous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like, because you are so smooth, do you find yourself kind of um, change? I don't know how to say this, but like before, if your hand moves up, you might be pulling, you might have that like anxiety there. But now that there's no hair and it's soft, it does it kind of change when your hand goes up, it's more of a, like a happy, less anxious feeling because you know, you're pulling up just to feel how soft it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, sometimes like today and tomorrow, I'll probably be doing that. So cause I just shaved this today, but it grows in so fast. I mean, it turns mm -hmm. into Velcro within two days. So mm -hmm. eventually I'll start feeling like prickles or one hair growing too fast or mm -hmm. the grays that grow in are super triggering. So then it just, you know, it starts up again pretty soon. But if I keep shaving, it feels good. It feels good mm -hmm. overall. So, yeah. So I had my first, uh, gray hair. I found like uh, like a few months ago, and I was like, "Hmm, you are interesting." Like I, I you know, I have um, dyed hair, and I, I look at my hair all the time, you know, mm -hmm. as it does. And I saw it, and I was like, "You are not staying." So <laughs> I pulled it out, and I was interested to find that it definitely has a different texture. Like not even yeah. our texture, like the crinkly. It is wiry. I didn't know that. Yeah, mine will vary from wiry to even just like super, super thin. Um, I've also, um, might sound weird, some people probably have it. When my hair starts to grow in and I do have a lot of grays and I'm really trying to work on not pulling, I still want those grays gone. And I know it's a constant trigger and it'll cause me anxiety by looking in the mirror. So I will actually have my boyfriend pull them. Um, so I don't get out of control. He just gets the very few that there are. It's still satisfying in a sense. Yeah. Um, call it like a little fix, I guess. But then I can look in the mirror and not be like focused on staring at those, wanting to pull those. So I've had that too. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people um, can relate to the idea of pulling out their hair when it comes to gray hair. Because I've heard mm -hmm. that before. Oh, you know, I have a gray hair. Tink, you know, pulling it out. Um so I kind of, you know, I want those people to know, like, hey, just do it a little. If you do it a little more, you're going to really understand me, you know, because <laughs> you do it. Our, you see that there's something different. So yep. because of the color or the texture, that's the same way we kind of feel, too. Oh, yeah. If there's a textured hair, it is found in a second and is the best thing to pull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So those are the, my worst enemy. And, the, you know, unfortunately, the more you pull, the more damaged the hair becomes and the more likely you're going to have textured hair. So I think that um, makes the cycle worse in a sense, because every time I did relapse, it was a textured hair. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, and you mentioned when you relapsed that it almost fell out. That mm -hmm. that happens so often. And you're like, mm -hmm. Ooh, I want that again. Like, you know, yeah. the different roots, like, you know, the yep. different the ones that are going to slide out or like pop out, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, mm -hmm. does this count? Does it count? Does it not yeah. count? And you're like trying to play this game in your head mentally. Like, is this day one of pulling again, not pulling again? Or did it just fall out and it's not a big deal? And yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I literally oh. yesterday, I had, so I'm trying to grow my eyelashes back, knock on wood, you know, okay. do my thing, trying to like, you know, awesome. not notice them too closely because then I'll definitely pull them out. But like, yep. look at them to be like, okay, like, keep going. 
Um, one was growing in like down, like just straight up, down, like literally down. I'm like, really, I'm trying my best here. Like, I can't stand you. You are disrupting everything. Like, you know what? I'm staring at it every day for like two weeks. I'm like, get, I got to get rid of it. Yeah. I got so I use a tweezer. It fell right out. I'm thinking, could I have maybe rubbed my eye hard? And then it would have I'm like, I'm like, this doesn't, this did not feel as good as I thought it would. <laughs> yeah. Then you don't even get the satisfaction from it. Yeah. You're just kind of like, this is just stressful all around. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. But you know what I love? I love being able to, to chat with you and like laugh about it because you get it. Yeah. I do. I That's it. what I love too, talking to other tricksters about it because they really do understand it to a different level that just, you know, Joe Schmo down the street's going to get it. So, or my boyfriend's going to get it or anything like that. So it's mm -hmm. nice talking to someone that can relate. Um, my mom doesn't really talk about it. So even though I have that support system, we don't talk about tricks. So it's nice talking to other tricksters about it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I, I just love the humor in it. Cause I, you know, from the sound of your high school experience and I know mine, like it wasn't laughable then that was the end of my world. Like I did not yeah. enjoy in that at all. But now I see your video of the, um, you're at Halloween and it's the Mr. Clean and you're like, oops, you know, and they're like, you don't have to really shave your head. And like, you're like, oops, it, it was just, it was funny. It was a great video. Like, yeah. I like making jokes about it and not in the sense that I'm trying to protect myself, but I almost want people to ask about it. And I'm either going to make them feel uncomfortable either way or I'm going to loosen up the mood and have them ask questions that I kind of want them to ask. So um, it just helps me be more open about it by making some jokes. So. <laughs> and, and like you said, it makes it, it makes it approachable and it makes yep. it relatable. People have yep. things that they're insecure about all the time, yep. you know, and it's like, if the, I'm just owning this, like you should own yours too. You know, it's inspiring. Exactly. Yeah. Agreed. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> And that's something that took time to get to that point, but I'm really glad I have. Well, that's wonderful. And I've had, I've had a really great time like laughing and talking with you. Is there anything I haven't asked you about that you would like to share before we end? Oh, no, I think that's a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. I really appreciate you coming on and I will be watching your videos probably after we end the call. <laughs> thank you. It was a pleasure being here. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye.